0: Hi, I'm Sheila and I'm Hope, and we're Two Teachers
1: coming to talk to you about the good, the bad, and the ugly parts of teaching. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Two Teachers Podcast. We're here today to let you know who we are as teachers, but also who we are as people. I think it's only fair that we start off with my mom, a veteran teacher.
0: So I want to start with my teaching career and where it started. When I student taught, I had the good fortune to student teach under Frances Bonner, and the great thing about that is I, I really learned so much from her. She was that teacher who got all the kids that were challenging, that needed structure, that, that needed someone that would love them, but also make them toe the line. And she was just a great person to learn from. But the great, the fun thing is, she later became my mother in law. So I met her son, her youngest son, and we kind of hit it off, fell in love, and we got married. And then came you, so you were the result of student teaching with your grandma. It was always great to talk shop with her. And that's how my teaching career started. I've been teaching 28 years, but I've also been married 28 years, so it worked out great.
1: Yeah, that sounds awesome. So I think it's really important to talk about where my teaching career started. Um, So kind of the background of my student teaching experience, I knew that I wanted to be a teacher since I was six years old seeing my mom, Um, in the field and knowing that my grandmother was also a teacher, but I kind of also knew that maybe elementary wasn't the right place for me. So where my grandmother and my mother are elementary um, age teachers, I kind of went a different route. And throughout high school, I decided that I was going to teach theater and that was going to be my thing. Now, it didn't really work out that way. I did get my degree in theater and speech communication education. However, now I'm an English teacher on my second year of teaching, and I'm surviving that in a whole different way than I thought I would. But I soon taught with an amazing person, and I was able to find my love of communication. And so that is leading me to my master's in communication that I'll be starting in August. So I came from a long line of teachers, and it's kind of – kept going. I really enjoy what I do. Um, And a lot of that has to do with my mom and seeing where she was growing up. So mom, I know that you teach elementary ed. Do you want to kind of talk about what all you have taught since you've started teaching? I've been really fortunate because I feel like every
0: time I was offered an opportunity, that was where I was meant to be. So I really haven't turned down any offers that I've had. I've been in the same district, which was my mother-in-law's district. um, And I started out in special ed kindergarten. I worked self-contained. I had to go back and get my LD certification for that. I taught it for two years. It was called language development and I loved it. Uh, Those kids just really, really had my heart. But I had this feeling that uh, we weren't going to have self-contained much longer in our district. And inclusion was a really hot topic at that time. So I jumped into first and second grade. Now, I know that sounds weird, but uh, we were looping. So I would take my first graders and follow them up to second grade. And I loved that so much. But the problem with looping, I mean, like, the beginning day of second grade it was amazing because those kids came in and it was like we'd been off on spring break they knew me they knew my rules and we just got straight to work i knew where they were um and i i loved it but the hard thing was when they went to third grade after having me for two years that third grade teacher just wasn't mrs bonner you know she wasn't who they had had for the last two years and so that teacher had to hear a lot of well My other teacher used to do it this way or, and and the parents and I had gotten close too. So I think that transition from second to third was really difficult. During that time, I got my master's and my master's is in technology and education. And we just got a new computer lab and it was full of brand new Macs. And I went ahead and switched to being the technology teacher. And that was pretty amazing. I did that for two years, but it did not keep me busy enough. I started to kind of get bored because I had too much time on my hands. I knew that I wanted to teach an older grade because I was exposed to kindergarten through fifth and the fifth graders could do so much more in the way of projects. And so I wanted to go back into the fifth grade classroom but I wanted all the technology too. So I moved to a different building and um, to get into the building, I had to be a reading teacher, half-time and half-time resource sped teacher. So I did that for a year and then I moved into fifth grade. I taught fifth grade for several years, loved it, but then, funny, funny, you were um, identified as gifted and I wanted to learn more about the gifted program in my district, even though you were in a different district. And so I I started looking to, into that and there were three openings that year I started looking into it. So I just went ahead and put my name in the pot and did an interview and thought, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. And I was chosen to teach elementary gifted. So I feel like I've had a lot of different teaching lives. Each one has taught me something different. I have
1: loved each one. And I just, to be honest, I feel very blessed. Yeah, that is awesome. I know that you being a gifted teacher really helps me with my love of gifted education. Um, that was the path that I wanted to take for a really long time. And it wasn't until I was looking for jobs that I realized how difficult it is to be in the gifted education field, um, especially when it's not a mandate in Missouri. So I still love gifted education, but I was able to find myself in a district that I kind of only dreamed of being in. I never really thought I would get that job. And job hunting was so hard. I remember looking for jobs and wanting something in theater. I eventually decided to get certified in English five through 12 to kind of help with my chances. And my dream job opened up at a high school um, in, in a school district that was fantastic. So I ended up working there. Um, I interviewed and I was going against teachers that had a lot more experience than I did. And I was really nervous, but I did a lot of my research. And then I ended up getting the job as a English 11 teacher and also being the head coach of the forensics or um, speech team, the competitive dramatics team. So it being my second year, I can't necessarily say I have a lot of experience, however, I think that being a new teacher in the times that I am a new teacher in um, has taught me a lot more than I ever expected to learn. I think you also had a lot of people
0: um, giving recommendations for you. A lot of people said, hey, this girl is really good at what she does. Your supervising teacher, um, someone from our district, too, the one we live in.
1: Yeah, I am. I had a lot of teachers that knew kind of the head debate coach and I was kind of able to ask questions about the position. Um, When they tell you to network while you're in college, it is so important that you actually network. And I remember graduating college and feeling like I did not learn everything that I needed to know. But it's crazy how much you learn in college and how much you learn kind of just doing the job. Um, I felt like the preparation that I needed really came from student teaching and it came from being in the classroom and having a classroom of my own, which kind of leads to another thing. Um, I don't necessarily have a classroom of my own. I travel from room to room in my building um, and I have a little office that's off the side to the main debate room. So that is a different challenge um, and not having my own space in the kind of in each classroom. So I've been kind of learning how to do that. And I volunteered to do it again this year. And it's nice in a lot of ways. And it's a challenge in a lot of ways.
0: I think that um, our viewer, our listeners need to know that you and I are in different districts.
1: Yes, I think that's very important. Um, I come from a district that has a little bit more money than my mom's. Um, our demographic is a lot different, I would say. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you h- get the more diverse demographic than I get, mm-hmm. I feel, mm-hmm. um, which st- I, I student taught in a very small – it's not necessarily small district. It's a college town. I w- I student taught in the same town I went to college, and the demographic there was even less diverse than what I'm experiencing now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I know that my school population versus your school population, they're, they're similar, Mm -hmm. However, um, they are very different school districts.
0: Yeah. The nice thing is, though, that when my school district calls off for a snow day, usually hers does, too. So that's kind of nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, just a little personal tidbit, knowing, you know, who I am as a person. um, I'm engaged currently, and I am living at home with my mom and my dad. (laughs) Yeah, she is. Uh, Which was not necessarily what I thought was going to happen. But my fiance and I are living here because we're building a house that should be done in May and along with that came our puppy Merlot who is eight months old and loves her grandma and grandpa to pieces. She's very spoiled. Yes um, your dad loves that dog and he's even said a few times that he's going to keep the dog when you guys move out which both is hilarious and frightening because I think he's serious. I think he might be too but she's a black lab puppy and she is hilarious Um, So that's been really nice. And I I do have a younger brother who's off at college. So being at home with my parents by myself for the first time since I was four years old um, is really interesting. I I know it's not always the easiest. And um, I'm really thankful my parents have been able to allow us to do this. We're able to save so much money. Um, and we're going to be, our house is going to be built maybe five minutes at the most away from my parents. So being able to stay close to them is really important to me when we get married this summer and we have babies one day. So I'm really blessed to be living in the town that I grew up in. Yeah. I think, I think your daddy's ready for babies already. Oh yes. Grandbabies. Yeah. But I, I feel I feel like I the town that I grew up in, it's kind of a weird situation because my future house is actually in a different school district, but it is in the town I grew up in. The address is that town. So I'm on the edge. So I'm I'm excited to see what my kids will have in the ways of opportunities that I didn't get. Um, I think you always want better for your children. And I know my mom and my dad That was one of the big things that they looked for when buying a house was the school district and what opportunities that they could provide to us.
0: Yeah, that was really the most important thing to us was the school district. I didn't want it to be a huge town because um, I, then I didn't feel like I could keep tabs on you very well. Um, and of course that was before we even had children. We lived here for four years before we ever had kids. But um, I wanted a small town where we could kind of keep tabs on you. And I, and I thought it would allow you to shine in a smaller group when you're in a huge district with a, a huge like freshman class or junior class, senior class, you just don't have the opportunity to shine. And I feel like you and your brother both really did a beautiful job of standing out just because of your work ethic.
1: Yeah. And I think we just stand out because we're a little weird. um, (laughs) If we're being honest, but the the crazy thing is coming from such a small town school and going and teaching in a school that has over 2000 students in it. Um, Or at least 2,000 bodies. I think the last time they took count, it's a little different of a situation because we do have a lot of students online Mm -hmm. right now um, during the times of the pandemic. However, we we have a different situation. So seeing the difference between what I was able to see with a hometown of everyone's kind of there for each other, supporting each other, and being on the same page versus this high school that has a class size of 500, 600 kids – um, it's really interesting to see that difference. And I'm, I'm really thankful I grew up in a small town. I think that it allowed me, like you said, to have more opportunities in the sense of like I was able to kind of shine and be who I am. And it allowed me to really focus on my future and become a teacher um, so that was really nice, that was something that I really appreciated, and I think I appreciate it more that I'm older than I did when I was younger. Yeah,
0: I totally agree with you on that. I, I, I feel like there's a lot of things you appreciate now with, with getting older and becoming an adult, um, but let's not talk all shop. What do you love to do outside of school?
1: So I am a huge crafter, um, at our new house, I'm gonna have a craft room. Um, I think that's just part of my mom and my grandma and me. like my mom is very crafty in her classroom with her boards. and I know you say don't talk shop, but we're teachers that's who we are, and I think that no matter where you're at, you're gonna have some of that in conversation. but my mom has that creative side to her. My grandmother helps me make crafts when I was younger. I grew up making crafts at her house. So I got a cricket and I think it's the best thing that my fiance has ever purchased for me. Now he's he, super busy. He would agree with you yeah, because he, would. he
0: said, um, he told me that if he knew that cricket was going to keep you as busy as it does, he would have bought it for you a long time ago because it lets him play video games while you're doing
1: your crafts. Yeah, yep. And he, the funny thing is it's also saved us a lot of money um, I have made so much of my wedding stuff with my Cricut, so that's been nice. A lot of my decor has come from my Cricut and me making it because I think I have a, a taste for high quality stuff, and I like to have things the way I like it, and I'm a planner. I plan everything out, so this has really helped me do that, um, and my fiance doesn't have to worry about it. Luke doesn't have to think anything about wedding planning. My mom's been helping me with that, so I think that crafting is like my number one thing, but I'm also an avid Netflix watcher. So. Oh, aren't we all? Uh, so, Mom, I know you love to travel. Boy, Why don't you talk true. about this trip that you have coming up in 2022? Well,
0: uh, so Hope was engaged last year, and that was the The year of COVID, twenty twenty, and last summer we actually had a cruise plan to Alaska. We are cruise people. Uh, My husband and I went on a cruise for our fortieth birthday. We loved it so much that we took the kids on a cruise that summer. A cheap cruise, inside cabin, yeah. But they didn't know any different, so they loved it. And so ever since then, that, that is our favorite type of vacation. So we've been to almost everywhere that the port of Galveston sails to. Um, Cozumel, have we been to Honduras? We
1: have, you and I went to Honduras for my graduation. Oh, first.
0: okay, Belize, Jamaica, Cayman Islands,
1: Disney Island. I mean, yeah, we, we've traveled a lot of places. Um, and I think that's just because you realized how important family time was at a young age, when I was at a young age. Um, so I know that you always picked places to go to kind of have that family time and decompress. Um, that's true because even when we were poor, um,
0: and, and by poor, uh, to all our (laughs) listeners, (laughs) When uh, she the means- kids when the kids were little, my husband stayed home with them because I had the better insurance, and we were all together in the summers, and it was amazing. But we could not afford to go on big trips, so we would go to St. Louis and maybe go to the zoo, which is free, and the science center, which is free, and the park, which is free. So we really we still did those type of getaways. They just weren't really expensive getaways and we loved them. We have such great memories from them. But um, after my husband went back to work, and and by the way, he was only going to stay off two years after (laughs) my son was born, I loved it so much. And he did too, that um, he stayed off five, five years until Jacob went to preschool. He was a early, he was a September birthday. So he was actually six when he went to kindergarten. But anyway, getting back to 2022. Yes. We've got a cruise plan to Alaska. Now, we have taken a cruise to Alaska before. Um, it was my dream to take our family to Alaska. So, the year I turned 50. Yep.
1: And I turned 21, and Grandma turned 70. Jacob turned 16. Was it really 16? No, he would have. I think it was 16. Maybe. Yeah, he and, hadn't turned 16 yet. Or maybe he turned 16 the year before because we're five, four and and a half years apart. Right, Um.
0: and my husband turned 50. We're six months apart. And then we also took her fiance, Luke, uh, because I wanted to get to know him. And I felt like, how could I get to know him any better than having him trapped on a cruise ship?
1: Oh boy, but you've got to know him
0: really well by him living in your house. Oh yeah, yeah, I do feel like it's been great getting to know him even better. But we would sit down and eat together. And um, did we do any excru- Yeah, we did a whale watching together. Whale watching together and, and sled, dogs. sled dogs. Yeah, so that was amazing. It has been my favorite trip. So um, we had another one planned for, like I said, last summer, twenty twenty, and of course that got canceled. Lucky for Hope, though, because all that money went toward planning <laughs> wedding. for wedding. Yeah. So that worked out for Hope. Great. Um, so wanting, it's just still wanting to get back up there. And I, I did not feel like this summer, 2021, would be safe to, to travel. So I booked it for 2022. And we are really looking forward to it. But I don't think it will be Hope and Luke with us this time.
1: No, um, so we actually we try to do vacations every year, Luke and I have. And we've kind of done something every year since we've started dating. We we went to South Padre for our first vacation together. And we went to Dominican Republic, which was her first time out of the country. And we've been to Jamaica together and Alaska. And our honeymoon is to Maroma Beach, which is the fourth top rated beach in the world. So we're super excited about that. However, uh, I am on the baby train, and I would love to <laughs> have a baby. I know you're married. <laughs> baby fever is real, but yeah, I I think that we are going to try to save our pennies and um, enjoy this this honeymoon. But we're not quite ready for another big trip like that. Yeah, so I think it's just
0: going to be your dad and your brother and I. Um, but we're we're really looking forward to it. And um, I, you know, I think teachers in general have got to have something to look forward to. I, I feel like that's so important. I think that gets me through um, the second semester. A lot of times we plan trips at Christmas time when we're off, when it's snowing outside and and we're stuck inside. Uh, so I'm I am really looking forward to it. This summer in 2021, we will probably just like take a trip down to the beach. Um, I was thinking maybe the beach in Alabama and um, it's just just some type of beach and just spend time together uh, at a beach house. I don't know if Jacob will go with us though because he is pretty serious about staying safe during COVID. And so we'll have to see if he would wanna go with us.
1: That is, yeah, that is definitely um, something he is, yeah, very safe about COVID. I think also um, one thing that you
0: and I both love to do, and you've loved to do since you were very young, was reading.
1: Yes, I have um, been an avid reader since I was super young. Um, I think that I was just really instilled in that whenever I was, Growing up, that was always a super important thing. When my mom was pregnant with my brother, I would also kind of just read to him while she was—he was in her belly—and um, I really enjoyed that. So well, and when when he was young, I I have pictures. Those are
0: some of my favorite pictures of you reading to your brother um, when he was just really little bitty, a baby, and then when he was a toddler. Uh, those are some of my favorite pictures. Um, Pictures that we have. When uh, I kind of, I both my kids knew how to read before they went to kindergarten. But one of the things I did uh, was I kind of experimented on both of you. I did phonemic awareness with you and some sight word stuff. But with Jacob, I just did sight words. So I would have to say, even though you're both really strong readers, you're probably the stronger reader because I did that phonemic awareness with you.
1: Oh, and I love it. I, I love reading. I, I think that is something I definitely want to instill in my children. Um, So it's something that I've kind of um, grown to love since I was young. And I really, um, really am excited to kind of share that, especially as an English teacher, um, trying to get my own students to kind of get on that train is sometimes difficult when they're going after it so kind of late in their lives. But I've really enjoyed doing that. Well, a, a,
0: another thing that I, I loved watching as your mom was how excited
1: you would get when you would
0: get a signed book. Like, remember how you collected
1: books that were signed by the author? Yes, I have a whole collection, um, and so that that has always been something super fun. Um, I still try to do it if I see a book at, like, Barnes & Noble that signed or uh, I got a John Green book signed from Amazon as an early release so I'm always looking for those opportunities Um, it's just something that I really enjoy and I hope to pass on to my children
0: I I think early on we just always made reading really important in our house so when Hope was little uh, she would have a copy of the same book I would have a copy of and we would read together all snuggled in mom's my my bed mommy's bed and when jacob come along he used to be right in between us <laughs> yep and he would be working like a maze book uh and hope and i would be we're reading harry potter together uh taking turns because that's a pretty hefty book for a young elementary kid and um we just made it a really special time so when jacob Uh, Got an old enough to read. I know this sounds crazy, but he wanted to read The Hobbit so bad in second grade. And I thought, well, it won't be that bad because I remember reading it in high school and we would take turns on the same book, but I did most of the reading and we read that whole book. And at the time, I'll be honest with you, I did not love it the second time around. (laughs) It was, it was not my favorite read. But we also read, um, all the Percy Jackson books. He loved those. Uh, When he was real little, we used to read Junie B. Jones. Those were always fun. And then he got on that Diary of a Wimpy Kid kick. He also has one of his Diary of a Wimpy Kid books signed by the author. Your dad took him to that, and that was pretty special. Uh, But I tell you what, I'd buy a book for you or your brother, and it was always I don't know that heartbreaking is the right word, but you guys would have that book read in like a day or two. It would yes. not last very long at all. But both my kids love to collect series. So whenever they would find a book that they loved, we would buy them the whole series and go through the whole series with it. Do you remember
1: what series we read together? Um, we read Judy B. Jones. We read The Little House on the Prairie together. Yes. Um, we've read Harry Potter together. I remember being in eighth grade and crying at the last Harry Potter book in class, and people were like asking me what was wrong, and I was like, "You don't get it. Like, this just happened." Um, I don't want to give any spoilers for somebody that hasn't re- read Harry Potter. Which, if you haven't, Are shame there on you. Who I haven't yeah, read I, Harry Potter. I do not know if those people exist. But what I would like to do is, if you're listening to this. Go to our social media accounts, tell us what book you are reading, because I'm always looking for more books to read. Um, We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we're on Instagram under Two Teachers Podcast, so at Two, the number, Teachers Podcast, and we would love to interact with you. If you have any suggestions on what you want to hear us talk about, um, we would love to hear that too. So what is our next episode about? Let's give a teaser. So I think it's the big
0: elephant in the room. It is a pretty big elephant. COVID 2020,
1: baby. Well, we hope you've enjoyed it. And we hope to see you back here next week when we talk about COVID.